This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. My name is Robert Smith. I'm a professor at Suffolk University Law School where I teach courses on constitutional law, the Supreme Court, and alternative dispute resolution. In the news, there's been a lot of controversy about immigration regulations that a variety of states have enacted as part of their concern that the federal government isn't doing enough to stop undocumented immigrants from coming into the country, or once they're here, tracking them down and deporting them. And then those have led to lawsuits that are slowly percolating their way up to the Supreme Court. The one that's probably gotten the most publicity is from Arizona. There have been statutes, though, passed in Alabama, Georgia, and Indiana, all of which have been challenged in court by the United States. So that the name of the case, for example, is United States versus Arizona. Arizona, under their law, made it a state crime for an individual to seek employment or to get employment if they don't have proper immigration status with the United States. It gave police authority to hold people where there was reasonable suspicion that they may be here in violation of the U.S. federal immigration laws and allowed them to hold them in custody until that status was determined and if they were illegal, turning them over to ICE, the immigration enforcement agency, the federal government. Other states have enacted provisions that it's illegal to actually transport someone who is undocumented in your car. That's considered to be harboring or sheltering the illegal alien. Schools in a couple states are required when children enter kindergarten to have a determination made regarding the immigration status of the student and of the parents of that student. So there are a variety of provisions. And so far in the challenges that have been made in court, three of the four where there's been a decision on the merits, it's been struck down. And the basis of the court striking them down is a doctrine that may be somewhat technical and a little bit esoteric, but it's an important aspect of our federal state system. And that's the concept of preemption. Preemption comes from the supremacy clause in the Constitution, and I'll briefly describe that analysis and then talk about how the courts have applied it to these cases. The supremacy clause establishes the principle that federal law and the federal Constitution supersede or are supreme over conflicting state law. So to the extent that states pass statutes regulating aspects of immigration and the status of people who are here without proper documents, there's the potential for that to be in conflict with federal law that generally governs immigration. The kind of cases that come up fairly frequently in this area, for example, are where you have a federal agency like the Food and Drug Administration saying, for this particular drug, it's safe to market that drug, but you have to have these warnings on your label. And when someone complies with the federal law in terms of the warnings, but then side effects occur someone sues in state court on some state law grounds such as failure to warn about some of those side effects. State courts may enter a judgment saying you should have given them more warning than the FDA would have required. Well, in those cases, generally speaking, as long as Congress made it clear and the FDA made it clear that the intention was to make those warnings sufficient and that's all you have to do, and that would be uniform in all the states throughout the country, then that federal law preempts states and state courts from finding that the manufacturer of the drug should have done more. So in this case, we look at what's the relative role of the federal government in immigration and how much room, if any, is there for states to regulate immigration and the status of immigrants that may be within that particular state. And in the past, the feeling had been pretty much Congress ruled the whole field and that immigration in the Constitution, Congress has given the authority to establish uniform rules relating to naturalization, that is to becoming a citizen. And the Supreme Court precedent in the past generally saw 
lot when Congress enacted immigration laws, the phrase that was used was it occupied the field in a way that there really was no room for the states. But what's happened more recently is, first of all, the current Supreme Court seems in the balance between federal power and state power in our federal system, has seemed more open to limitations on federal power, recognizing more areas in which state power can be exercised. In the area of preemption in particular, there's a recent Supreme Court case where there was an Arizona statute saying employers who hire aliens without documents can lose their license to do business in Arizona. A penalty that's much more than and different from penalties under federal law for employers hiring undocumented workers. And the Supreme Court upheld that particular statute saying that when Congress passed laws regulating employers of undocumented workers, it left open explicitly the possibility that licensing laws could be used by the states. And that's what Arizona said they were doing. So the Arizona case is one where both the district court and the court of appeals have ruled against Arizona. Arizona has asked the Supreme Court to review it. And in the next couple weeks, and one reason why this is very timely, the Supreme Court will be deciding whether to hear that case or not. Similarly, the court in the Alabama case delayed implementation of their law to look at the merits of the case and to come down with a decision probably the end of September as well. So probably in the next two weeks to four weeks, we'll have one more decision and quite likely I think the Supreme Court will accept hearing the case. And if so, then we'll get a determination that obviously will govern all of these different statutes. I think the interesting aspect of these cases is whether the Supreme Court will see these as primarily immigration cases or whether they will see them as preemption cases. Preemption comes up in a variety of ways. Anytime the federal government is legislating, for example, if they're legislating automobile safety and requiring seatbelts, which happened in the past, or requiring a certain number of miles per gallon. The automakers must manufacture cars that will operate with a certain number of miles per gallon as a measure of both trying to control pollution and efficiency and use of fuel. Can states, in a sense, piggyback on that and say, no, we want even more? In that case, on the mileage one, California led a number of states saying, we think the federal standards are too low. We want to require manufacturers who sell cars in California to have a higher fuel efficiency than the federal government requires. Now, in that case, Congress and the federal government worked out, in effect, a compromise, and they gave a waiver saying, our rules on miles per gallon are a federal floor you have to meet. But if states want to have even higher, they can do that. So the touchstone here is congressional intent. What does Congress intend when it passes this legislation to require uniform federal standard? Or is it going to leave open the possibility that states can have some higher standard? And the basic doctrine of preemption is if there is an explicit conflict, to make it simple, if the federal government said all cars have to have shoulder strap seat belts, and the state passed a law saying no cars shall have shoulder strap seat belts, you've got a direct conflict, and there's no question there. Under the Supremacy Clause, the federal law would apply, state law is preempted. Where it is less clear is where there's not an explicit conflict, but the sense is that Congress intended to occupy the field, that is, Congress intended its regulations to govern. And for the state to do anything, even if not a direct conflict, but to do anything at all, really is contrary to the idea that Congress is regulating the whole field. So I think if this is seen as an immigration case, in effect, that is an area where the court has said the federal government really has plenary power and primary responsibility. Not only because the Constitution says that, but also as a practical matter, if you think about it, if each state 
could significantly regulate immigration. For example, Arizona, some of the supporters of that bill have said, our goal is to deter illegal aliens from coming to Arizona. And if they're in Arizona, we want to drive them out. In effect, make them so uncomfortable that they leave Arizona. So then you have states shifting and populations to other states. If each state adopted that, you'd have a pretty complicated, probably unworkable system. I think there's a chance the Supreme Court will not accept it. And of course, the Supreme Court has complete control over what cases it hears. So it's possible it could say, this is a hot political issue. This is the first case coming up. There are others that are out there. Why don't we wait to see if other courts come out a different way? If all the courts conclude these things are unconstitutional, we might not have to weigh in. Or there might be other states that have slightly different provisions from the one in Arizona, and they may decide, let's wait and see if we prefer reviewing some of those other provisions. If the court does hear it, I think it'll be a very interesting conflict between the court's value it places on federalism and having strong states within a federal system versus this idea of immigration and uniformity. But the Supreme Court won't have the last word on this because the touchstone for preemption is congressional intent. If the Supreme Court weighed in, and whichever way it ruled, I think it will be controversial. I think the country will be split whichever way the court comes out. There's a lot of pressure already for Congress to do something about immigration reform. It's quite possible that if the court did weigh in, that might add even further momentum, because ultimately part of immigration reform presumably would be Congress addressing these types of statutes that the states have enacted and deciding what we want to have as the uniform rule throughout the whole country. So I think it'll be very interesting to see what the Supreme Court does, but in the long run, I expect the Supreme Court will not have the final say. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.